The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. I have a kickstart the weekend with the high visibility Colin O'Regan. Colin, right, I have yeah. never seen a man wear so much day glow. Yes, um, there's something, um, I don't know, enervating and enjoyable about being out in the absolute miserable rain, head to toe in the right gear. Yeah, but the right gear just means that it's waterproof. The fact that you went for, and, and I assume you were cycling, otherwise yes. you're, just, you're just very safety conscious. But it's one thing to wear the day glow high vis jacket, but... Com- Going with the pants as well is it's quite the statement. It gives you a sense of authority. You could stand on the side of the road and pretty much direct any large scale traffic management operation dressed like that. So that on a clipboard, you pretty yeah, much rule the world. I'm like I'm like that guy you see always around the railway station who's been handed his own Irish rail jacket. This raises an issue though. Did you know that there is a, a problem with the pervasiveness of high visibility clothing? I didn't, but I can tell you one area where I can see the understand. I can understand that whenever I go into a hotel because I do gigs sometimes for companies and they have a do in a hotel and I go in off the bike and I'm wearing my high vis. Uh, the generally the hotel will ask me to take the high vis off because when I go in with the high vis, I'm probably like people will think I'm the fire marshal or something. So it is. I think if everybody wears high vis, then that's the problem. Then, then it, nobody is high. It, yeah, it was vis. originally the case that it was such an unusual colour that people particularly noticed. It. But now everybody in yeah. every context is wearing it, and it's becoming a road safety it's issue. It's like when We're you're studying. It. Yeah, it's like when you're studying for the leaving cert, and you soothe yourself by highlighting things in your textbook, but oh, then you end up highlighting everything. That was good studying. <laughs> well, it was lovely to talk to you, Colin. Thanks very much. <laughs> you are not obviously here to talk about uh, your high visibility clothing, although it has been a... a Somehow I'm here to talk about something even more niche. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you're here first of all to kickstart the weekend by telling us, what does a comedian do? I've always wondered about... My, my picture of a, of a comedian's life is that you sleep till mid-afternoon every day and that you watch Countdown and then you read something obscure like an almanac and then pull out a notebook and consider jokes. Is that how it works? Uh, It could work that way. Maybe it once did. But I've always either had a job uh, as a comedian, then there was a brief hiatus, or small children. So there was always going to be something in general. The weekend uh, is... The the thing about the weekend for me, uh, a lot of the time, is it sort of blends into the rest of the week, apart from the fact that I don't have to get children up for school. So... There's that. And we deliberately uh, at this stage uh, have tried not to program active program activities on oh, our no, children's schedule. Oh, no, there's no GAA, there's not, no gymnastics, there's no Sunday. speech and drama or no, anything that crack. We try and shoehorn those in on, on the week. So just so, so basically you're turning on the telly and sitting them in front of them. That, that's what that you translates to. Well, I don't want to be one of those people, Anton. We don't actually have a telly. Uh, for Sorry? I'm just putting that on the record. No, it, we do watch what? lots of screens. No, no, no. no. We don't have a TV. It. Don't have a TV. You haven't had one since 2010. Are you vegetarian as well? No, it's not like that. It's not. Are you sure? It is. I, I'm honest and I say that I don't. It's not. We don't not have a telly just so I can open a conversation with you yeah, actually uh-huh. we got rid of our telly for the feng shui of the room no it's just circumstantial I like Russian drama for the merits yes, of it that kind yeah. of thing I, I want two sets of subtitles neither of which are English <laughs> and uh, but so so it's actually harder for the children to turn on the telly but now they know the password so it's kind of that's moot anyway uh, but they you know we, we try and go somewhere activity like you know somewhere like, like two weeks ago we were National Gallery it's going to be somewhere like that isn't oh, it yeah, Come I know, on. no the woods the woods Anton for a bit of <laughs> forest breathing yeah we let our kids slaughter foxes of a weekend yeah well so you know it's somebody has to I'll do the gutting if they do the slaughtering it's hard I imagine a fox would be a difficult animal to gut 
I'd say so, yeah. Um, I don't know where else to take that particular nope. line of question. We've covered a multitude <laughs> yes, so, yes. so far. You are in the midst of doing what was meant to be a COVID um, podcast, but instead of having the good grace to accept the fact that COVID was over and move on to a new thing, you have continued it. I, well, I came back to it, exactly. After a hiatus that nobody noticed was on, <laughs> I brought back a podcast that nobody asked for. Yeah, during during lockdown, I one of the things I was always interested in, because I did... Uh, did engineering in college but never put it to any use was generally maths and that kind of thing and during lockdown it I think it was an opportunity for everybody to do something you had an excuse to do something that nobody asked you to do uh, so I started a maths podcast where I just wanted to have interesting conversations with people who were infinitely smarter than me about some area of mathematics the infinite subject that is that you know, and great mass market appeal. I mean, obviously, nothing says I'm going to get a broad audience like yeah. conversations about mathematics. One of my phobias is large audiences. <laughs> <laughs> I just find crowds, uh, be they virtual or or in real life, um, a little upsetting. So, and they've and no it, taste. They're, they're no you know, taste. That kind of mass yeah. market stuff. What you want is a small niche of three exactly. or four math dorks. Yeah, and the, the the beautiful thing about podcasting, for all its faults, because you could say that a a man in his mid forties, like Pride and Prejudice, must be in want of a podcast. Uh, it it does it does it is kind of a, a sort of expanding universe of space for but people to pursue interests. Here's the thing I discovered recently. Apparently, there is now a fashion for people to make uh, TikTok style videos of themselves in front of microphones, even though they don't have podcasts. <laughs> Because what they've discovered is you get more social media traction if your clip looks like it was worthy of I being know. podcast. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that because particularly, I think men seem fascinated with the idea of three American dudes sitting <laughs> almost horizontal in in a studio where, and they have like this, like, I don't know, you notice that microphones are even better now than radio ones. And it's like, like Joe Rogan talking to you like that and it's an American accent and what is with what is it with that and everybody talks they're husky and so I, I, I think it must be some sort of ASMR reaction why do they all wear headphones <laughs> this is like you're in the one room there's nothing coming through yeah. the headphones the guy is right in front of you just take off the headphones yeah and there is yeah there are no live listeners um but anyway, getting back to my oh podcast. yeah, sorry, your podcast, <laughs> the function room, the function room, yeah, maths joke. It's my yeah, exactly. It is because it's it, in a way it's a it's a maths comedy unlikely pairing joke because the the least likely comedy venue that you find yourself in is the function room, lunchtime gig for Ooh. a company, daylight, um, complimentary of a Monday, of a Monday, complimentary mints. So if you can make that work. If you can make people laugh in that, then you've done something. So the uh, so in some ways, having a podcast about maths called the Function Room is trying to make the unlikely work. Let me put you under pressure as we as we come to a close. Tell me something interesting about maths that I didn't know. Um, well, I, was, I could just lie and probably get away with it. But totally. one of the things that uh, one of the things that fascinates me or almost scares me, there is apparently a number. Uh, and it's roughly, I think it's like minus one over 147, like a mathematical constant that if that relates to the way electrons or subatomic particles spin or exist, that if it had any other value, nothing would exist. 
I can't believe we got from gutting a fox <laughs> to subatomic particles. Well, you in wouldn't that be gutting. You wouldn't be gutting the fox. You wouldn't be in a position to do that without this number. Yeah, Colin, great pleasure as always. That is Colin Morrigan. If you want to hear him on uh, the podcast, it is the Function Room, and that's on the Go Loud app, or where I think you legally have to say, or wherever you download I've, your podcast. I've just acronymized it now at this stage. It's W something. You know, wherever you get your podcast, exactly. Magnificent, Colin Morrigan. Thanks again. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.